You're listening to the Midlife Mastery Podcast. My name is Peter Fritz, and this show is all about mastering your time, your money, and the best time of your life, your midlife. Welcome to episode 27 of the Midlife Mastery Podcast. And today we're going to be talking about something that's probably in the back of your mind pretty much all of the time. Uh, It might be something that you've thought about at uh, different points of your life, and that is, of course, the meaning of life. I'm going to do something a little bit different this time. Uh, It may not be noticeable to you, but it will be to me. And that is, I'm not going to edit any of this podcast after I've finished recording it. I'm going to try from now on to just do things straight off the cuff and leave it raw and keep it real. I've been listening to, well, I listen to a lot of podcasts, but uh, I've been favoring uh, Tim Ferriss's podcast quite a bit lately, and I get the distinct impression that um, Tim records whatever it is that he's saying um, unedited and as it comes out, and I kind of like that. I sort of like that authenticity and realness about uh, the way Tim does things. So that's what I'm going to have a crack at, and we'll see how it goes. Now, you'll find the show notes, well, the blog post, I should say, that accompanies this, uh, this episode of the podcast over at midlifetribe.com slash 27. Um, If you prefer, you can read pretty much what I'm going to be talking about over there. Otherwise, thanks for tuning in and let's talk about the meaning of life and what it is, at least from my perspective. I figure that uh, whether you're a 16-year-old girl, a 39-year-old executive or a 62-year-old divorcee, this is probably your most persistent dilemma. Um, As I mentioned before, you might have asked this question at different points in your life, probably low points in your life, but I reckon that your subconscious asks this question pretty much every day. With every decision, each interaction and every little fork that you're presented with in the road, it's looking for its purpose, a point to it all. Meaning, in other words. Thing is, though, our brain hasn't always behaved this way. I don't think that early men and women um, questioned their lives the way that we do. Uh, Their life's purpose was pretty clear. It was to nourish themselves, to eat, uh, to hunt if they had to, uh, to procreate, and to live with gratitude amongst the gifts that they were given, amongst nature's gifts. The quest for life's meaning, if we sort of put aside religion for a moment, I think is a fairly modern one. The Industrial Revolution and the consumerism that it spawned lit the flame, and today the internet and social media has fanned that flame, and now we have healthy, prosperous people living in civilised countries around the world suffering anxiety and depression like never before. Now, I'm going to be 50 in March, and I've crammed quite a lot into the first half of my adventure. If someone were making a movie about my life and you and I were sitting down watching the trailer together, it might include things like this. It might include starting a business before I reached puberty, uh, being bullied in senior school, (laughs) wetting the bed till I was 12, getting dragged into and then pulled back out of the Jehovah's Witnesses, thank goodness for that, Uh, spending countless days down at the beach and up in the mountains. Some of my best memories were in those places. Uh, I had an obsession with drums, playing the drums and then motorbikes and then cars. And I still have the last two obsessions, Uh, flying through the desert on the outside of a helicopter about 10 feet off the deck. That was during um, a 10-day Australian safari stint where I was the official photographer and uh, spent, I think it was three or four days in a helicopter and the rest with rally drivers um, covering the event. And that was was a real hoot. Uh, Another thing you might see in the trailer would be me tearing down the road at 300 k's an hour with my hair on fire on a Honda CBR 1000. That was a lot of fun. Uh, I went through periods where I was selling shit that I didn't believe in, and then later selling stuff that I did. 
Um, wanting to be the decent guy, but getting crushed over and over by girls. Chasing money in jobs and in business, thinking that was the only thing that mattered. Uh, being cheated on multiple times. Losing everything, then gaining everything. The odd epiphany. Then reinvention, followed by peace. And today, anticipation. There's plenty more, of course, but, well, this is only a 30-second trailer, so I had to keep it brief. All of my experiences really affect the way I view the world. So this is my view of it, the nine tenets that best describe, for me, the real meaning of life. This episode is also my personal plea to you to stop worrying about something that was really invented by others and to get back to living a more peaceful, less anxious life. So we're going to run through nine things which, to my mind, in my way of thinking, constitute the meaning of life. And number one on that list for me is that freedom and autonomy are worth far more than status or position. Because eventually you realize that your life will end soon and that you're spending way too much of it away from your family. People weren't designed to live this way. It's really an invention of the Industrial Revolution, which itself is just a tiny fraction of our history. Thankfully, technology is smashing paradigms every day now as men and women reclaim their independence and escape what's often referred to as cubicle nation. If you value time more than money, and a lot of us say that we do, then I suggest start making freedom more of a priority, and you'll probably find that you end up having more of it. Number two on my list is, there's a lot more joy in doing than having. Consumerism is rampant in Western culture, and now it's starting to bleed into developing nations too. But when you're dying, you don't mourn the loss of your big screen TV or your fancy sports car. No one does. Instead, you want to hold your kids once more or walk on the beach again, maybe. You want to feel the dawn light on your face or laugh over a glass of wine at a family barbecue. Chasing stuff, material stuff, is really a recipe for endless dissatisfaction. And keeping up with the Joneses is an unwinnable game. Instead of chasing Me Too possessions, why not take a road trip with your family or go for a walk on the beach? Maybe solve a problem for someone or start a project that you care about. Number three, you are exactly where you're supposed to be. Like it or not, every decision that you've made or not made has landed you right here in this moment. Whether it's in the shed or on the mountaintop, you couldn't possibly be anywhere else. It's not possible. So embrace it. Roll with it. Make adjustments if you have to, but you know, don't bitch and moan about it. There will always be aspects of your life that you can't control such as where you were born, uh, who your parents were, uh, hereditary illness, those kinds of things. But it doesn't change this fact one jot. No one cares about your problems because, well, most of them aren't real problems anyway. And also because they have their own problems to worry about. So embrace the present, then use it to inform your next bold step. I mean, I'll give you an example. I never planned to be a single dad to my two beautiful girls, but that's exactly what happened. I later remarried and uh, I had another child, my little boy Tommy, who's now seven, but my love for my two girls is stronger than it's ever been. Despite all the earlier relationship turmoil with their mum, my girls remain two of the best things that ever happened to my life. Number four, don't undersell your most finite and valuable resource. Guard your time like a lioness guards her litter. It's the one thing that you can't make any more of. People will try to steal it from you every day if you let them. But they're not just robbing you. I mean, they're stealing from your kids and your partner as well. 
Control your time as best you can. Become a master at it. Always ask yourself, is this the most useful thing I could be doing right now? On the flip side, be generous with your time for those who benefit most. I'm talking about your kids, your partner, and those who really need you. Two of the best things I ever did to regain control of my time was deciding to work from home, which I did more than a decade ago, and more recently, only checking email three times a day. It sounds like a sort of silly little tactical move, but um, you probably aren't surprised to know just how much of our lives are consumed by our inbox. So those two things, working from home and checking email only three times a day, those things literally changed my life. Number five, you become the average of the people that you associate with. My opinion when it comes to friends and choosing friends, and I say this to my kids all the time, is never let your friends choose you. You need to be the chooser. If you want to be more empathetic, more productive, more positive, more giving, well then surround yourself with those people who hold the same values. Don't gratify your own weaknesses by surrounding yourself with other weak people. Lift yourself up with good people and make sure you do the same in return because the effect compounds over time. Number six, money is neither good nor bad. Money is neutral. Money buys baby food and weapons. It buys clean water and it also buys heroin. Money is just a bill of exchange and nothing more. How you use it is up to you. Most people, though, are a slave to it instead of its master. They'll spend weeks learning about the car of their dreams or a holiday that they're planning to take or something like that, but they'll spend almost no time learning how to multiply their money, how to make their money work for them. And earning more is not anywhere near as important as what you do with the money that you do earn. The law of compounding and the patience to make it work, and that's really important is having the patience. Those two things allow ordinary wage earners to become multimillionaires. There are countless stories of people who've never earned more than the average wage and have you know, become very, very wealthy over time. So kill your old paradigms, get over the money hangups and learn how it really works. Because when you have more money, you can do more good in the world. And as you work towards financial independence, you'll also reduce uh, stress levels. This is assuming you do it the right way, that you pace yourself, that you do it in an ethical fashion. But um, I believe that as you work towards financial independence, which is one of the biggest causes of stress, not having enough money and not being financially independent, as you work towards that, you tend to reduce stress levels, you gain more confidence, and you become a better person along the way. You become the person who um, deserves to earn more money. And you might even learn how little money it actually takes to be happy and secure. Number seven, give, give, and give. There's tons of scientific and anecdotal evidence to prove that people who give are happier than people who take. When you learn to give without expectation of reward, and this is a big part of it, then your happiness is almost assured because your charitable giving, whether it's time, money, or something else, is not dependent upon the response you get from that giving. Give your knowledge, your time, your money, and before long, opportunities will chase you like a six-week-old puppy. And while we're on the subject of giving, make time to fully engage with your family, especially your kids. I tell you, they'll value your undivided attention more than the latest iPhone. So give them your time. Number eight, you've made life too complicated. We, we all have. We're ruled by distractions that deny us far more than what they give in return. Remove all the crap from your life, the possessions, the behaviours, the people and practices that muddy the waters and keep you from just being, from just living. Become intentional about everything. Learn to sit quietly with yourself. Meditate. Read. 
move, breathe, and unlearn old habits. Let go of your attachments and stop identifying yourself with things, with stuff. You are not your social following, or your house, your clothes, or your car, or your jewellery. The most beautiful things tend to be the simplest. So simplify your life until only the best bits remain, and then try and tell me that it isn't better. And last, number nine, there really is no meaning of life except what you give it. People are so hung up on the meaning of life, they craft platitudes, opinions and beliefs in some desperate attempt to define the indefinable, like someone's going to test them later on. But you don't need to define any of it. My life and your life are each one in 400 trillion gifts. They're just, we really shouldn't exist. It's such an incredible fluke that we do. So stop analysing it. You're just really a lucky fluke and that's it. Enjoy your gift as you would any other gift. Don't pick at it. Don't try to figure out why it's here or where it came from or what its plan is for you. It doesn't have one. Just enjoy it while you have it because soon you won't have it anymore. Revel in the magic of your brief time on this planet and all its incredible splendor. Don't ever forget how lucky you are just to participate in this complex and wondrous experience called life. Slow down and look around you. See it. Smell it. Hear it all. I mean, you could have been a tree or a centipede or bacteria, but you're not. You're human. Pretend all of it was created just for you, because in a way, it was. I mean, if you weren't here to see it, it would be as though it doesn't exist. And no one will ever experience it the way you do. So live while you're alive. And just to close this out, I want to ask you, how weighed down are you by this unspoken burden to uncover or define the meaning of life? How would you feel if you abandoned this pursuit and just started living with your eyes open? What if you made a deliberate choice to stop complicating things? What if, like the good old chestnut, the pursuit of happiness, what if you realize that there is no end game, there is no destination? What if you had the wisdom to acknowledge once and for all that there is only the dance? Because if you did, you'd know that your job, your real job, is to dance while the music is playing. Anyway, that's it for me for this week. Thanks, as always, for listening. I really appreciate having you around. As I mentioned, you'll find the show notes for this episode, or I keep saying the show notes, you'll find the blog post that goes with this episode over at midlifetribe.com slash 27. Otherwise, you could just go to uh, midlifetribe.com slash podcast, and you'll find the most recent podcast episodes there and links to the relevant post that accompanies those. Um, I just want to read out a review that I got uh, just today, actually, for the podcast which is really, really nice from, um, from Shoshana from uh, Midlife Minimalist. She says, uh, where is it? She says, it's great to have a podcast that focuses, focuses on people experienced in life. Too often I hear advice about life by younger people aimed at other younger people. But what about those of us who've been around longer? Sure, all ideas are welcome, but it's especially helpful to hear from people who've been on the path and are trying to manage all the bumps in the road. Keep up the good work, Peter. Thanks a lot, Shoshana. I really appreciate that. And uh, I've read some of the stuff that you've written recently too, and I, I, I love the uh, the journey that you're on. But uh, thank you very much for that review. I appreciate it. And uh, if you've enjoyed the show, uh, dear listener, I'd love it if you'd leave an honest rating and a review on iTunes. Uh, it helps others to find the show. It makes me look really important, which is good for my ego. Um, and um, it just... Uh, it. It makes the show more visible on iTunes so others can discover it who are also traveling down this path through midlife. Uh, As always, I appreciate you having here. Enjoy the rest of your week and I'll talk to you again next week. See ya. Bye-bye.